Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some coffee? Yeah, oh, I'd love some. Yeah. I'd love more. Thank you. Right there, right oh, next to the microphone. Oh. <laughs> you know what you didn't do, though? What did I not do? You didn't put the cream in first. Uh, yeah. Well. You're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it backwards. Hey, everybody, this is Benjamin Boyce. Hi, it's <laughs> Leslie Elliott Boyce. And we are back from the Big Island. Yes. We had a wonderful opportunity to house sit mm -hmm. on the Hilo side of the island and my parents came out and yeah that was super us. super nice it was a great way to have yeah you know break from the cold here yeah 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 spend some time with your parents yep now it's snowy really cold here it's like uh yeah, what 10 degrees teens yeah 10 degrees. it's like 20 maybe in the 20s now pretty but amazing. earlier today it was yeah, pretty cool me. yeah is that? Oh, no. That's the wrong chat box. There we go. Mm. Let's go over here. Uh, yes, we are going to talk about patriarchy. He's going to show are Leslie we? a video. Yeah. Oh. And then you had a you had an idea for something called the shaming of the prude. That was what you called it. But it I said like prude shaming, and prude you shaming. said the shaming of the prude. The shaming so. of the prude. So I thought that would be interesting. Because you're a big proponent of modesty, aren't you? Yeah, I guess so. I or guess would you say, say yourself like kind of a, a small demure proponent of modesty. Uh, I don't know. I never thought about it in that really? in those terms. No, but I, I do think that uh, it's... I think that it's... I'm interested in a discussion around sexual morality. Yeah. And, you know, what, what kind of things have been encouraged by our culture and how yeah. that might be detrimental to people I'm just gonna turn in off general. This heater okay, it's too noisy. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we have space suck. heaters and yeah, it's really main loud heaters. In here. And yesterday, it took all day just to get our house up to sixty degrees. It was in the fifties all day. It was very cold. Uh, yeah, it was probably below fifties when we woke up because mm -hmm. I turned off the heater when we slept, and she told me I can't do that until we get back to normal temperatures. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really hard to get back. It's pretty amazing though when uh, it starts to. Well, this is Washington, and so. Um, like once a year when it gets really cold, it's really cold when there's no cloud cover, but when there's cloud cover and it's kind of rainy, like the temperature variates very little. It's always mm -hmm. like in the forties for a long mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it, when there's, there's nothing to keep the heat in, it just, it gets really cold. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It gets super cold. Yeah. So I'm sorry, you, I interrupted your, um, quest well, for I, sexual morality. I, well, I'm interested in this patriarchy thing you're talking oh, about. Yeah. What is that? Well, um, you know, it's been um, four minutes. Let's see if people want to. 
watch this video. We'll see. Do we, we have, have a video? People? Yeah, we have like okay. 43 people Let's watching, see. so I'm just going to press. I think it's the magic uh, control R is just going to. Will it play for everybody? Uh, yeah. Okay. Hopefully it does, and it might mute us. Okay. Where's the play button? Men just do what women want. Why? because they care about women and they want women to be happy and they want them to love them, right? Uh, and so you can go back to, say, the Victorian era and men used to treat women with an extreme amount of deference because the generations living then remembered a time when the world was a lot more difficult than people now remember it being. And so the physical inequality between men and women was um, emphasised because the world was a much more difficult place. And so men took a paternalistic and patriarchal view on how women should be treated and women wanted men to take that they wanted to be safe they wanted to be provided for they wanted to make sure their children were safe and men did what they could um now men have won they've you know the, the fact we've got airplanes flying overhead and the fact that we're not about to be invaded is the victory of western man and then for some reason women decided okay well I don't, i'm not afraid anymore uh, I want what you have. You don't do the things that we do, so you can't have what we have. Um, but men just want women to be happy. They want them to love them. They want their approval. And so if gaining women's approval means pretending women are equal to men or, you know, saying this, that, or the other, whatever it is, they'll do it. And it's completely taken men off of the throne that they sat on. And mm. this throne was never imposed by authority, actually. It was imposed by consent. And the second women withdrew their consent for the man to be on that throne, well, the, man, the, the throne collapses and the men are just standing around going, OK, well, I guess I'll just play video games and drink beer all day and smoke weed. And if you don't need me, I won't do anything. Because that's really the whole raison d'etre of being a man, just to be needed by someone else. And it's always been women. And until women understand that actually they're kind of destroying men, then nothing... Men just do what women want. Oh, so... Why? Hmm. Because they care about women Come and on. they want women to be Sorry happy and they want them to Stop love it. them. <laughs> Sorry. Here, where are we? Okay. Okay. There we go. Interesting. What were your thoughts on that? Well, why don't you tell me first, what do you think? Why did you think that that was an interesting thing to bring up? And what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, one thing that you're always, that's a cat, one thing that you're, uh, we constantly talk about is sexual mores and gender. And sex and gender is just something we're always like yes. very embroiled in. Yeah. And you as a, as a coach um, probably deal on that topic a lot. And me, my channel has been mired in gender for years now. Mm -hmm. And part of the conversation is about sexuality mm -hmm. and sexual mores. But that is not distinguished, or I think that the the line between sexual morality and gender roles and gender expectations mm -hmm. is is much more permeable. They're not too they're they're attached to each other. Mm -hmm. They run into each other. The way that a woman expresses her desire, the way that a woman selects her mate, mm -hmm. um, and the way that a man expresses his desire, and the way that a man becomes selectable as a mate, mm -hmm. are it's a manifestation. Sex is at the core of that. Mating is at the core of that. But so is psychology. So is all this other thing. So when we think about this idea of the patriarchy, mm -hmm. which is a... Well, there's different definitions of it. And I think Carl's using a very specific definition um, but, you know, there's a legal definition which would just be about property ownership um, and how women were married off and uh, mm -hmm. who, who had the title 
for the lands and all that stuff. But then there's the feminist version of patriarchy, which is kind of a modified version of, in, in some ways, of kind of a Marxian way of looking at who has power, who controls other people, and men basically control have had control over women according to the feminist framework, which I find unsatisfactory because while you know men are the ones who are talked about in history, the women are always present and always hmm. enabling men. It hmm. just didn't be I don't think it's the case that women necessarily thought in terms or thought in terms of recording things because they're more verbal. I don't know, I don't know, but you hmm. there's not enough evidence to say that women were powerless mm. entirely. And so I'm just opening that to see what you think about that stuff. I think I think Carl's talking more about patriarchy being a responsibility. Okay. For a family, for a woman. I don't recognize the guy in the video, Carl. That's Carl Benjamin, alias Sargon of Akkad. He came okay. to prominence during this tumultuous period in internet history known as Gamergate. Okay. That even today we are living within the shadow the reverberations of that that moment in history. Yeah, you know, I kind of missed that because I wasn't, I'm not a gamer. Mm -hmm. I wasn't an online, hey, a very a woman, online though. person. Still yeah, a woman. that's true. All right, so I'm not a I'm not a historian, and I'm not an expert on the these these issues to any degree. I'm just a product of these times, and I'm I'm somebody who's been having these conversations, and mm. uh, I don't know what I think about feminism. We've talked about that before. I don't know. Uh, it's It does seem like there are certain aspects of feminism that have been incredibly important and helpful. And I With regard to what? With regard to establishing equal rights under the law for women and men, with establishing women's autonomy over their own bodies, over you know, not being the property of men and uh, being seen as full citizens. And I think that's very important. I, I can't imagine living any other way. I, I wouldn't. It, that only seems uh, right and true and fair to me. I don't see how any individual should be automatically uh, subservient or, or ruling any other individual. But we've had that discussion as well. And you... Well, we don't want to go back to that. Why don't we want to go no, back to that? Come on, let's no, do it. Let's no. get down and dirty. No, I don't want to. We're going to stay on this one. <laughs> okay. But um, uh, I, so the patriarchy, I don't know. I, there was this, this was several months ago. I, I was in some conversation on Twitter and I want to say it was maybe Paul Rossi who said, um, men won the sexual revolution, but also lost. It was somebody, somebody's made this really nice comment. It was, it was really clear. It was like, well, men in a way with women getting the pill and being able to have, and sorry, Paul, if it wasn't you. <laughs> sorry, whoever it was, sorry. if it wasn't yeah, Paul. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, with women getting uh, the pill and having the opportunity to engage in recreational sexual behavior rather mm -hmm. than procreational with sex being freed up and, and people being able to engage more. It allowed people, uh, both men and women to start behaving the way in a more, 
stereotypically masculine way towards sex. Masculine or male? Male. Okay. Male, I guess. In what way? So how is that male to be loose? It's uh, because the consequences, the reproductive consequences, are not as long-term and serious for men. And so the idea that men can be more novelty-seeking, take... Uh, have uh, Jordan Peterson talks about this too that there's two there's like a long-term mating strategy and a short-term mating strategy for specifically I think for men and men will avail themselves frequently of that short-term mating strategy which is just they also tend to want a long-term mate but will uh, more easily find themselves drawn towards short-term mating strategies so with women being freed up to also engage in that kind of behavior was that helpful to women? Was that helpful to men? Has that been helpful for families? And I, I don't know, the framing of, his, of this guy, Carl, what he was saying there, it sounded like he was saying, well, women, you wanted too much. You wanted too much, so we gave up. So we're sitting around playing our video games because you guys came on too strong, took over too much, mm-hmm. and so we, we just backed off, and now, now we suck, and you guys... It's your fault. And so, like, if, mm. if men were really in charge, mm. how is that, how does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And so, I don't know. This this whole idea of the patriarchy, I maybe I took that on a tangent. And no, no, that's fine. Because I, I saw one of the reasons I wanted to play the video, and we will get to your questions, uh, Jenny, and anybody else uh, giving us super chats um, in a moment. And uh, one of the reasons I wanted to play it with you and talk through it, because I saw uh, the tweet that, retweeted it, framed it as men being somehow the victims mm. of, uh, of their own success, I guess, which is another angle on what Carl's saying there, where men have created this world that's comfortable. We don't have to worry about invasions, which is totally not true. Um, if you look at what's happening under the watch of our current United States resident, uh, we are absolutely being invaded. Um, I guess it was 9 million uh, illegal immigrants oh my gosh, really? since Biden came in. It's, it's, trim, it's wow. tremendous. And wow. they, I didn't know that. they all can vote. What? Yeah, it's screwed. What? It's screwed up. You haven't been following. No. Uh, oh, my goodness. Anyway, yeah. so we are being invaded. But anyway, so Carl's saying that we built all this. Mm-hmm. We built the laundry machine, which gave like the woman who had to spend, what, 15 hours a week like mushing the clothing over that laundry rack it, the the technology came in and relieved women mm-hmm. of these duties freed up tons of time for more and more of the middle class or what we call the middle class and then those women uh, benefited mm-hmm. from that free time became educated mm-hmm. got into positions more and more positions of power and now men it, it seems to be the case that what they're trying to get at is that men aren't required by the external force of women to behave like grown-up men. And so mm. they're not going to without that external mm. stimulus, mm-hmm. which is a tactic of a certain brand or version of feminism called hypoagency or locating your responsibility, your agency outside of you. Now, mm-hmm. on a sociological level, maybe that is the case. That so it's being done on both sides is what you're saying. I, I just, I think it's a, I'm sorry to say, I think it's just a bitch framing. It's like, oh no, women, women, women don't care about me, so I'm not going to care about anything. It's like, okay, well, where's your God-given talent? Why are mm-hmm. you burying your talents in 
to video games. Mm -hmm. Like that's your responsibility. And maybe having a family, having a responsibility engages man's ambition or pushes him more, gives him more to work for and more mm -hmm. meaning in life. That's that I, I would agree with that. But to lay it, to rest so it all, to, be the only thing. to rest it all on the feet of women, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think is, uh, it, it overlooks like a lot of the faults that men have had in, in this society. Well, you know, I think that we've both overstated and understated the importance of sex in recent years. Hmm. There's an, it's, I think it's it is critically important in that it is the way that two people come together to create more more people and there's this there's something sacred about that mm -hmm. it's the the very uh life creating uh act force it's there's it is critically important but also there has been so much more to life than sex for so long think about all the wonderful literature that's been written over the years that has very little to do with explicit sex and now we have this culture where kids are being taught that they need to know what their sexuality is yeah. by the time that they're like 12 they're talking about different kinds of sexuality yeah. and this is so overstated and and uh the focus on uh accepting of kinks and this you know well, and the dissolution of gender, because yeah, you can't... You yeah, can't, it comes all the way to gender. And then we go back to the, kind of the liberal framework, sorry to say. Yeah. But like this, we, can, we will never tell anybody how to behave. We will never tell a man what a man is, or a boy what a man is, or, or put any sort of burden or determination. Who's we? Society. Why, why does society have anything to do with how you raise your kids? Who's uh, we? And I think that this whole... Sorry to push back no, no, so no, much, please. but the we thing... Is, is something I find myself saying this too. We need to this. We should this. But who is we that needs to act on anybody else? And so I know you want to, we have this, this tricky yeah. understanding of Somebody liberalism. is going to imprint their morals on the children. And yeah. liberalism in and of itself is empty of a moral framework because it's, it, it's, it restrains itself from determining anything. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of supposes that people will behave in a way to not overdetermine it, but it's not the case. It's never been the case that people that aren't just, imprinted. I think it says that you don't want to uh, it, use force or coercion to make someone else live according to your own lifestyle or, or values. It's the opportunity for people to define their own values. So it is absent of some kind of um, substantive message other than you have the same ability to tap into your conscience as I do. And you have the same ability to avail yourself of cultural education and connections with other people in order to inform your choices and your values as I do. And so who am I to tell you what to do? And one of the ways that this really, um, I guess, a, a salient or concrete example of how I've seen this play out in my own life is when I, I was a young mother, my first two kids, I had them when I was really young and I had a lot of friends who had kids the same age, parent group. This sounds like the opening of a John Mellencamp song. <laughs> she was a young mother. Yeah. What's the next line? I don't know. I was trying to find the melody. Go yeah, on you'll find story. it, I'm yeah. sure, by the time I'm done. Um, and, you know, I... I had all these opinions about child rearing. I was very intentional about it. I had been a preschool teacher before and I had early childhood um, development uh, classes. I'd done this vocational thing where we had to study child development. And I also had my own history to draw on and thinking about how I had 
you know, like we all do, we have these ways that we think our parents didn't do it right or let us down and we needed X, Y, Z more. So I was this, I was going into parenting really intentionally and trying to be a really good mom to my daughters. And I watched all my friends do things differently than me. Like that friend is too harsh and she spanks her kids and, and, and this kid is too, this parent is too lenient. The kids get away with murder. He's hitting his mom, you know, like we're talking little kids here, not like 13 year olds or whatever, but still, yeah, just all the criticisms. These parents do it wrong here. These parents, I, I, and, and I think it's so easy to do that. We judge each other as parents, especially mm. we can fall into this judgment of other parents. And yet, when all of the kids, and I probably said this before on one of these, but when all of the kids were around 18 to 20 years old, and I was still on Facebook at the time, and I'm watching all these kids who are going off to college or joining the military or have a job or, uh, you know, here they are with their girlfriend or their boyfriend or they're maybe even getting married. And I'm, I'm all these people who I was so sure parented poorly compared to me and my perfect parenting had managed to raise pretty pretty well-adjusted young people and my kids were not any different they were all kind of, it just was this it really kind of hit home how there are there's so much room for people to do things differently than you and you don't really have all the answers mm -hmm. and 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 i think that that's one of the areas where it's really easy to to judge how other people are living and think that you know what's right for someone else and i think that we do that at scale when we try to govern too much and we don't recognize that there's lots of fallibility and individual difference and everybody is doing it wrong in some ways and getting it right in other ways and none of us are perfect. And so what makes one person fit to govern another person? And I, I think govern, this is, this is what I've come to over the last, I don't know, as I've gotten older, I've, I've come to the place where I now think that the governor, government is best that governs least, as little as possible, just to manage um, shared, I guess, shared resources and to basically put in some safeguarding for people, but very, very little. Hmm. And so I know we're, you started with patriarchy and then we went to liberalism and then I went on a rant. Yeah. So, but going back to patriarchy um, or, or going off of that, what... I'll, I'll stop talking. No, no, please. But we, but we tie, <laughs> no. tie it back together, Layla. Um, I don't know if I can draw a, a really nice The best nice patriarchy line. is the... The patriarchy? The um, patriarch's least or something? Well, I don't know. How did I get there? How did I get on that tangent except for Well, I kind of I kind of flicked thing. you off about, yeah. um, about the imposition of gender roles on people. And so... Mm -hmm. um, I, I do I do oh, agree yes, with you. Oh, yes, you said that, people telling kids how to be. Yeah, the yeah. kids are going to be imposed yeah. upon by somebody's values um, about what it is to be a man, what it is it to be a woman. And I think that everybody, sh as, just, as we are created as individual, mm -hmm. perfectly unique mm -hmm. um, iterations of this human experiment, that there is a lot of room to grow and to express yourself. And yet, when we look at how society is producing, let's say, a lot of dead-ended men and a lot of very mentally fragile women... Um, and vice versa. Yeah, the, the, and by mentally fragile, I just mean the amount of 
and and I think it's a chicken and egg thing. The amount of people who are getting counseling is like mm. good, going up and up and up. But maybe that's because but also like the stigma has been reduced, and we have less social support in families and extended family networks. And so yeah. counseling, to some extent, is taking the place of of something that church. would have been a more natural community support, yeah. church or family. Yeah. Well, the only issue being that with counseling or the counseling profession and the way that it's set up, it. It just thinks about human beings, and this is another thing that I don't know if you've talked about explicitly on our channel, but I know that you've covered in your own work on YouTube. Counseling itself, like the, the parameter, like how it looks at what a human being is, how it looks at things as an illness, mm. or how it what, what pathologizes and clinicizes or whatever. You know, it has a, a certain kind of framework that doesn't even seem to match up with reality so much as it matches up with the insurance forums mm. kind of thing. There's like yeah, this weird to thing. Some so, extent, yeah. so to what degree are women, young women and young women actually experiencing more mental distress? And to what degree are, are we, have we always had a lot of mental distress and now we're just categorizing it as mental distress, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, because if you go back in time, I'm sure that episode, uh, the frequency of, I don't know, borderline personality disorder and uh, narcissistic personality disorder. Um, the, all those dark triads were just as prevalent in medieval Europe as they are today. It's just they thought things Maybe. differently. I don't know. Maybe. Well, it, I do remember how it got to where I, I, my, okay. I rambled. Yeah. And it was based on the we thing. The statements about we should this and we should that and we yeah. have to this. And I, I sort of think that when... when we, because <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it too. When we say yeah. we yeah. should this, it's similar. There's an argument that, that comes up when people talk about communism that, that says it just hasn't been done right. If I were doing it, I would do it right. Like those other guys, they didn't do it right. And so what we have right now hmm. in this culture is we have the we taking care of too many. I think when you get to the point of too much centralization and bureaucratization, how, how bureaucratization? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, when you become too bureaucratic, when you try to govern too many people, you become soulless. It's like being governed by a sociopath. And the, and the institutional entity is sociopathic. It's not recognizing the individuality or the individual experience. Of, yeah, it's either and sociopathic it, or autistic in a way. It just it only sees things in terms of very rigid categories. Yeah, maybe And that's so. why you have intersectionalism just taking off in this Yeah, society. we have a we right now that is teaching the students, the young people, how to think about sex and gender in these in these ways that's like, oh, we... And, and I'm, I'm sure that for a lot of people who are doing this, it's very well-intentioned. I don't think that it's purely malevolent, although... I mean, oh, we can look at the book that I found in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. At the Goodwill. Yeah. It was creepy. I don't want it to put creepy. it on YouTube. Yeah, you put it, it on about, Twitter. It was, a, it was a book about our bodies. Our it was bodies. For, for it was kids. about being and naked. And it goes, through, it goes through all of the different body parts, and then it finally gets to taking the clothes off. And the first picture after it says, you know, there's a, a mother nursing a child, and then the first picture that have naked adults in it, they all have underwear on, but they're all topless, and they're all trannies or queers. Like, it's just all of a sudden, like, as yeah. soon as we take off the clothes, you have an AGP guy. Uh. <laughs> you have you have a, a girl who has had has a mastectomy. Mastectomy scars. And then you, you have like some... like, lots of makeup, or lots of... Uh, no, that's another one. Then you have a really chunky lady oh, with, with, like, nipple piercings yeah, yeah. and stuff was, like that. It's and it was written like, for babies. Yeah, it was all written for it was kids. For, it was like a board book or a little baby book. Yeah. Oh, it was really weird. And I think when, when we... And women wrote that. Just but when you get to clear. that point, what you have is somebody who's talking to an audience about everybody else. You're talking to someone in order to benefit 
the, the broadest spectrum of people. It's like you are using hmm. the person that you're speaking to in order to create sympathy for the people that you think are downtrodden or could be left out. And this happened to me when I was in uh, that follow. I, I've talked to you about this before. The follow up, and I'm, I maybe I've done it on one of these things, but I I had an ovary, my ovary twisted. I had ovarian torsion, which required an emergency surgery. That's our band name, if you guys want to know. Ovarian, ovarian torsion. <laughs> it was, it was, awful. Really, really awful. I can't imagine. I mean, I did have a torsioned uh, testicle. Did you really? In high school, like, I heard it got that that twisted. was really painful. It hurt. I didn't know you had that. And then it hurt, and I was too embarrassed to talk about it. So I finally came up to my teacher. I'm like, I need to go to the nurse. No, oh my god. And she's like, why? I'm like, there's something wrong with my balls. <laughs> and so I walked all the you way did? across campus. Yeah, at Roseville High School. <laughs> did you really say uh, that yeah. to your teacher? Well, I didn't know what else to say, you know? <laughs> there's something wrong with my balls. Or maybe <laughs> testicles, you know? And I go down, I sit down, and I'm like, oh. I'm just in so much pain. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I can imagine it's probably a very similar pain. Yeah, but anyways, I finally yeah. got to the doctor's office. He told me to t- pull down my pants and the pain went away. Because it's like, your pants were too tight? No, oh, no, 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 no. It was the 80s. Well, no, it was like the early 90s. So <laughs> yeah, I might have still been painting. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. before it was before baggy pants. I think it was after skinny jeans. But it, it resolved itself. My doctor's like, you know what? Don't be embarrassed. Um, if this can happen and guys are too embarrassed to deal with it and your nut will, oh, not your nut, but your <laughs> nut will, your, your nut will fall, it will die. Oh no. And you'll yeah, have a yeah. dead so nut. So that's how, that happened to my ovary. It died. Yeah. Because I was, uh, there's a horrible medical experience. You know, I was in the hospital from eight in the morning oh, until they finally did the surgery at three because the doctor was stalling because I'd asked him too many questions and he be- decided to power trip on me. I actually reported him to the, the state board and it was, that that's a that's a whole nother story about how people are mistreated by medical professionals, and I would say especially women, and especially around fertility issues. Pregnant, a lot of women have horrible pregnancy stories, horrible delivery stories. It's incredibly common, and so. But that's a digression. Anyway, when I was at my follow up, I was at a different doctor because I didn't go back to the guy who did my surgery. I went to a different doctor who had been recommended by one of my best friends, who's a doctor. And this lady, this, this female doctor, she was an older woman and she had a young, I guess an intern or resident or whatever, some younger doctor who was studying under her and neither of them could say the word woman the entire time. So they're dealing with me, the, the, uh, senior doctor at one point said, uh, most people will have uterine fibroids about 50%, more than 50% of people will have uterine fibroids. And I looked at her like, what are you talking about? Like, and she goes, well, people with uteruses. And it was like she was using all this like yeah. gender neutral language. And I said, the, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I had not written, where they asked for pronouns, they asked for pronouns on my intake sheet. And I didn't put anything there because that's silly to me. I'm coming in because I had a, my ovary twisted. You can see how my pregnancy history, I have children. I'm, I'm in my 40s. I'm obviously, you know, so I yeah. used the word woman for myself a couple yeah. of times. And she still wouldn't do it. And at that point, I felt like, okay, so it's not about validating the gender identity of the person that you're talking to. It's about preaching to anybody that you speak to about the importance of validating alternative gender identities. So you still will not say woman to me. You will still call me a person with ovaries, a person who menstruates, a person with a uterus. And even if you don't like, even that. if I have told you what my own identity is, because like I it. said, woman, some people might not like, yeah, it. for the benefit of people who aren't in the room, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to really preach this, 
religion so that you will see the importance of validating other people's. Okay. So it's that same sort of thing, this education, like that book. It was an education that folds them. It's the folding in of the margins, the queer theory, the fold in of the margins, always centering the marginalized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, I and, think that's so what we wait, get when we say we. I just want you to clarify a point, but this yeah. is about, you said something really clever, interesting that you about... They're trying to talk to too many people, or the we is too broad that they're speaking to. Yeah, yeah. It's... And they're using the child who's reading that book, and mm-hmm. the, the child's depicted in the book. Mm-hmm. They're using that child as an opportunity, as an opportunity to <clears throat> to embrace the people that they're trying to draw attention to, which yep. is the marginalized, quote unquote, the people that are being viewed as non norm, non normative. Okay. So they're saying these people are the people that you should. We're going to change how you look at them so that they can they can look normal to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... And so that's what we get when we get we. When you're trying to use an, uh, an institutional entity yeah. to try to talk to the most people that you can, you're going to end up like, oh, well, we can't leave those guys out, so we have to, you know, and you're, instead of not... customizing and talking to yeah. your own kids, when you, you okay. talk to your own kids, when do you ever talk about these kind of alternatives only when they come up and you do it in order to, you know, according to your own values to demonstrate tolerance or acceptance. But then you move right back to actually talking to the kid in front of you and normalizing your own values for that child Mm. and, and sort of responding to what they need. And the smaller the group that we're educating, the more the education suits that person instead of being about the larger social society. Mm. And so I I think that these big institutions uh, providing uh, education and values training to large swaths of society is how we get where we are right now with people feeling kind of meaningless, kind of feeling pointless. Mm. Well, maybe it has something to do with the ideology that's being... uh... But through the system, not this necessarily that it is the system. Any large-scale system does that. So that's the I mean, argument. You have, like, if I did communism, I would do it better. Well, if it, Christianity did pretty damn well. I mean, but but we just we completely dismantled that, and let's see what what happens when we dismantle that. And that's why I say like liberalism, without a core of Christian uh, orientation, um, kind of loses its way pretty. Dang quickly. But couldn't you say that a lot of what we're experiencing right now is is a reaction to people feeling like religious strictures were too oppressive? Maybe maybe like twenty years ago, but not now. But we're still on that arc, aren't we? No, no. We're aren't not. we still the fallout from the generation that left that behind? Uh, it, it it's it's eaten it's turned back on itself. If you look at and the work of Jonathan Peugeot is important on this, and some work that R. R. N. McIntyre's has brought to light. There was, I think it was last year, there was like an awards show and there's this really ugly, doughy British dude. Oh, this is the guy who dresses like Satan. Yeah, he's dressed like Satan. Yeah. And it was just like this big like satanic worship thing. Yeah, that was super right? weird. And <clears throat> and it's like, they're re- that would have been edgy a long time ago, but now they're just like, they it's don't have really anything because they've completely dismantled any sort of Christianity around them. So that, so their rebellion doesn't even make it sense anymore. It has no anymore. teeth. There's yeah. no more teeth yeah, in it. Yeah. It's run its course, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, I, I, and you hear rumors of this, and this is probably like the indigo children of days mm-hmm. of yore, but you hear rumors like that the gen... 
Gen Gen Z is getting more and more based. Mm. They're getting more and more like, yeah, no, trad life is the way to go. Uh, straight edge thing. You might have a resurgence of that, but the problem, the resurgence of that, but the problem with any sort of high idealed morality mm-hmm. is that it's not easy. But being a schlub, playing video games, mm-hmm. jerking off to pornography, chasing tail, all these things, just all the degenerate things that we like to. Um, you know, we we are geared as oh, animals like, to, like to participate in junk food. Though it's just it's easy. It's the convenient mm-hmm. way. So mm-hmm. it's an uphill battle for this generation to achieve a virtue, mm-hmm. um, but the way is possible, and you and it will always be offered to them. Like there'll always be like some part of them, like you said, that they'll have some conscience. Like yeah. life could be more meaningful than this. Well, and it's sort of an. It I do kind of want to come back to the idea that it might be on it's part of that same historical arc like if you see waveform or arc yeah, waveform i guess which if you want to call spiral. it that. sure spiral yeah. uh but this so i i know like my parents both had really um i guess strict and oppressive experiences with religion and then raised their kids without any. Yeah. We were raised Your mom secular. was a Christian scientist. Right? Christian, uh, she's Mormon, then Christian Science, wow. and yeah, just her mom did some some religion hopping. I'm just gonna close the Is that a little right? break? And um, I know yeah, that like people there, yeah, <laughs> it's like business on top. Well, and it's not even business because <laughs> it's, not even it's business. Um, still on island time here. Yeah, um, but there, I think that they were certainly not unique in their generation, in moving away from traditional faith-based communities that were, that they found to be overly oppressive, overly, um, constraining. Yeah. Because that was the era when things opened up and people started to experiment more and have more social, I guess the rules were breaking down. And so what do you, I guess when you look at that one generation to the next, the, the culture that is founded in the principles from before, but is experiencing freedom is going to respond to that in, in one way. And then the progeny of those people don't have that foundation yeah. that their parents had. They just have the foundation in the freedom. And so then how are they going to yeah. act? And, and then they, on and on. And describing so, the boomers coming out of World War II. Mm-hmm. And, you know, World War II spawned the boomers. The boomers... Uh, uh, but but if you actually look at the actual history, it's much more textured. Mm-hmm. And boomers, by and large, were more Christian and were more conservative. Um, mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. the the people who got in in power and the people who got to tell the story were the libertine people who got mm-hmm. to paint this whole thing about the hippies and stuff like that, and then kind of skip over the whole seventies uh, turn towards Christianity and then the turn towards conservatism in the eighties. But mm-hmm. Gen X. We were the, you know, the PCU generation. We were like, oh, yeah, don't tell me what to do, man. You know, we had like like kind of twats and dicks that would try to tell you what to do. And you're like, oh, screw you. You don't know. You can't tell me what to do, man. But then what do we give? What do we give the next generation? It's like, no, you be whatever you want. And we're hyper. It's really interesting because we're like, we, we don't want to impose any moral boundaries on them, but we're hyper safety conscious. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like it's very like physical lit- litigious yeah. kind of stuff. You and know? that comes out of, I think, um, the the over the the way that the news has become in its info. The nudes. News. <laughs> Send nudes. The news. It's become infotainment. And so we get like this violence porn and like this these um, everybody hearing about all the bad things that happen everywhere else. So you're hyper attuned yeah. as a parent 
to the potential for things to happen to your kids. So we yeah. end up with these helicopter parents. It's it's very hard for me not to be a helicopter. Parent. I have to pry them. I, I I had to actually throw a car seat away. I'm like, I know. we're not okay. doing this anymore. Okay. <laughs> we're not doing. It. I took it. And I just threw it in the trash, yeah. and then I scooted it over. So we're we're going yeah, up the rails, boys. Yeah. <laughs> We're going up the rails. Um, There's some super chats. You want Mir- to read them? Mirror Jemu says super chat. Thank you very much. You'll, y'all are of the same generation. You should talk about these things again with an older couple sometime. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be cool. Did yeah. we, um, we did speak with my parents, but not about generational stuff like no, this. But we did have a lot of interesting conversations with my parents. Um, we're going to change gears now. Well, I want to see what Jenny says. Yeah, why don't you see what Jenny says? I'm going to set up the game board because okay. we're figuring out how to actually... Jenny says, Jenny's getting inky with it. wonder if the man's expectation regarding a mate are in part due to the expense of providing. A man that provides seems more likely to expect exclusivity, while the ones who don't provide don't mind sharing. What do you think? Could you restate that? I was getting ready for that. Men who are going to be providers for a family, uh, expecting exclusivity. Men who are not going to be providers, uh, having less problem with, uh, I guess, sexual uh, promiscuity. You think? Or sharing, yeah. Um, What do you think? uh, Well, I mean... I guess if you can get yourself in the mindset that sex isn't, isn't isn't really valuable, and that children aren't a part of the the issue um then you could probably convince yourself that it, that jealousy is a, is an inconvenience is oh like the poly yeah poly the poly people. stuff jenny right? said uh she said may explain why socialists are more loose with sex uh-huh. why because they because they outsource the responsibility to uh, the collective right that's really interesting yeah yeah very yeah, interesting yeah i don't i don't there's something about socialism that i just don't like, but I do, I do enjoy the benefits of a generous society to a certain degree, you know, um, mm-hmm. a certain air of camaraderie of, uh, you know, of American, uh, collective, uh, a certain amount of collectivism, I think is, it's beneficial. Uh, but this episode is brought to you by La Quinta by window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, Ninja Kitty. But, 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 but. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to read these these chats here. Uh, he's going to make a great husband with that selective listening. <laughs> Maybe he's talking about you. <laughs> Was I selectively listening? Yeah, probably. Oh no. Yeah. So right now, um, this is a this is a game. I still want to hear the rest of your thoughts on the patriarchy, but Benjamin's setting up a game. Oh no. You don't know? I don't know about the patriarchy. Thoughts about patriarchy. Um, I, I like to. I think that the 
There's a feminist story about the patriarchy where the world was this beautiful place and then men came around and, and disrupted it with all of their wars and, and games of power. And before then, there was just these matriarch, matriarchal, everybody shared communist kind of um, utopias. That, you, you, that story is... What do you think of that story? Um, baloney. Let me see if I can get my other camera going on. Where's my iPhone? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Oh, oh nice. Cool. Look at that. Do you want to talk about this game, or do you want to talk about patriarchy? This is quite a switching of gears, isn't it? Isn't it? I it wonder if people are gonna just gonna check out now. Yeah, they might. Uh, which is fine. They want to. I don't know if that's gonna. Did work. you want to prepare them for this, or just throw it in at them? Okay, this is Lacuna. It's a very simple game. Leslie likes it a whole lot. I do. And uh, let's just uh, put ourselves... I don't know if you're going to be able to see us. Double click for video source um, FaceTime. There we go. I wonder oh. if they can see us. Can, can they we see, see us? Hi. Can they see us? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so you want to set that up? Yeah. Who's going first? Uh, you'll go first. Okay, well, while I'm going, you can finish your thought about the patriarchy. Um, well, you know what, I, I... Did you say you go first? Wait, you go first. Okay. So I'm going first. Then. You go first. Okay, so the, per the first person to go gets an extra check. Flower. And you kind of sprinkle these around in a way that's as random as you can. This, this is kind of a clunky thing, but at least it's it helps to get them out there it's fairly randomly. Yeah. And kind of move them so that there's a little space between them. I okay. And so you, you we have these things, these what? little uh, play uh, pegs, whatever these are, and we have six of them each. And you place them in between a set of two flowers of the same color. So you go first, right? Um, you have the brown. Did I go first? Where'd my brown guy go? Oh, you threw it in. I put it in somewhere. Well, Did I? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So I'm gonna. So take, take one. one of the brown ones. All okay. right. Um. It's a really simple game. You just put. Um, you put your piece between two other. Dude, why are you laughing? Because there was just like no segue at all between. Let's have a conversation about the patriarchy and liberalism, and boom, there's a game. There's a game. There is a game. So you're gonna have to do it. He's he's trying to decide. He's trying to strategize. There's this. Let's do it pretty fast paced though. Okay. So people yeah. Okay. Can see I'm it. sorry. Okay. So boom, and then I take these two. Yeah. You can put them anywhere on the line between two flowers. So I'm just gonna take these two purples. Yeah. And so whoever has got the most of, uh, basically whoever's got four of four colors wins. Yeah. That's how the math works. Because there out. are how many colors? There are seven? I think there's colors? seven uh, flowers of seven colors in shapes. And that is how nicely done. Wow. Um, this is going to be tricky. think so? Yeah, this is going to be tricky. I think you're going to win. Well, I, you don't know yet. I can feel and it. I'm going to go really fast, so I'm not going to okay. strategize okay, too fine. much. Go. you got to pick your flowers. Oh, up. yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> You love that meme. You love guys. it too. Yeah. You have a lot of fun with that meme. I do. Well, only because it's your favorite. 
So shaming of the prude. The what do you think of that? Shaming of the prude. So modesty. Yeah. uh, That conversation came up because you were thinking about how difficult or how people have become, um, I guess it was part of what you're saying about reaction to overly strict um, kinds of ways of uh, imposing morality on people. Um, People said, don't, don't kink shame. Like, like people, love is love is another fancy way of putting it you know Mm -hmm. like people just have different strokes for different folks kind of thing and don't tell other you who are you to judge um Mm -hmm. any given other uh, value system yeah and wow that's interesting um and so it became kind of uh it became not cool to be the person who is judging other people Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. I want to do this. So that's when you think that started. And nobody likes a Debbie Downer. Nobody likes the person that's going around moralizing all the time, right? Like, well, you shouldn't you shouldn't behave this way. Isn't that what you're against? People telling other people what to do? But you still want well, to live in a Well, but I don't think that that's what I'm thinking. I'm totally playing this game terribly awfully. No, you're not. Yeah. We're, I, we're playing. It's okay. It's this just is, a demonstration. Okay, this is just totally terrible. It's a totally terrible <laughs> you, game. You haven't... We, we still have the, the wrap-up at the end. Okay, fine. But I don't know what's happening. I wasn't counting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, I just did the worst thing in the freaking world. What did you do? I just have two of everything. Well, can we'll they see. see. This is the end. Okay. Can they see the... Put uh, them on here so that you okay. can see them. Is my hand visible? No. No, it's not. Okay. You have to put them in front of you right here. Okay, well, anyway, so, so you... Like, I'll put mine in front of me. So that was the so first part it. of the game is you, you draw an imaginary line between two of the same color and you take those two. And then the second part of the game is kind of whoever's closest to gets, gets to pick all the things. So I'm definitely closest to this guy. Um, I think I might... Well, that's pretty even. Yeah, that's even. This is definitely that's me. You. This is me. Yeah. This is me. Both you. This is me. That's me. These are you. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that. That one might this be is you, but that's definitely you. Um, that's mm, going to be me, I think. Yeah, this is me. This is me. And this is you. This is me? Yeah, and I think this... Oh, I don't know. That's pretty close. There we go. Okay, so then me. I'm definitely this one, these two, this one. Do you think I'm this one? The brown? Where's the ruler? Where'd the ruler go? People at home this probably. One. Uh, this so one. I'm about from the end to the middle. Is but one mm-hmm. minus mm-hmm. one shy. It's nine, yours. I think it. Yeah, it's yours. Those, and yeah. Yeah. So then, whoever's closest to them at the end gets to take them. It's kind of like bonus. Bonus. Well, or bonus or. Is it a bonus? I don't know. Where did bone go? Okay, seven uh, seven and a half. It looks like for that and six and a half. That's you. And That's me. You. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think this is going to I be think you two. won. 10, 2. Yeah, you won. Eight, See, so you thought you played terribly, but you won. And you uh, this you get this one. You think? Seven and a half about. Or about seven. And I'm at about. Six and a half. You oh. won. You get that one. Okay. Oh. So I don't know. Yeah, you won. 
have three and three. Look at this. I did terrible. No, you didn't. Four. Yeah. No, you didn't. Oh, wait. No. Wait, five. How do you figure? You got four of like five. I usually, oh, wait, four. You got four oh, wait, of like I got another five four? or six. Yeah. I got another four? Yes. I only spent the whole game getting twos, and then it all I shook know, out. I know, and then okay, you did. Well. You got four of five. Oh, well, that's that. So you won. That's that. But I think, okay. like, in terms of fruit shaming, it wasn't first about, um, I, or it had, it, my first encounter with it wouldn't have been about uh, shaming how somebody else wants to connect or sh kink shaming, as we call it now, it, yeah. or telling people not to do that. It would have been like when I was a kid, I can remember in middle school, you had, you were, if you hadn't had sex, you were embarrassed because everybody was sexually active by like 12 or 13 years old. Yeah. And it was like this this uh what's wrong with you you don't have you haven't had a boyfriend yet i mean i was like super late to to have any of that that kind of stuff well where was life. your morality coming from what do you mean other kids my morality yeah your sexual morality uh, the value of what sex gosh, means did my, you go to church my, no i didn't go to church but my i was scared of uh I guess my mom had been sexually abused when she was a kid, so she had really uh, put a lot of fear of, of men and boys into me. So Did that work when you I were I was a really shy. I was just, yeah. yeah, I was afraid. And I also didn't feel like I was, I felt like I was really awkward looking and not cute. And I didn't have any kind of confidence, so it wasn't like I, but I, I was mostly embarrassed about those things. Not, it wasn't something... Like chastity wasn't wasn't a point of pride. It was a point of like, oh, you're not you're not fit for people to be interested enough in you. You're not you know? fit. Yeah, like yeah. you're not pretty enough. You're not you're not as oh, oh friendly. So <clears throat> I don't know, but it was this like if you're not involved, you're not doing you're not doing it, then you're not. Yeah. I don't know. I grew up. Cool. I, I we grew up really Christian, and yeah. so sex was just not something. Uh, sorry to talk about my dad. Sorry, dad, if you end up listening to this. But like one day, my friend got his girlfriend pregnant, and I told my parents. And I remember at the dinner table, my dad said, "If you get, if you do that, don't even bother coming home." Mm. It was very like you, you don't you don't do that. Yeah. You don't just knock up a woman, you know, or whatever. And and I remember I had a crush on a girl, a neighbor girl. And I was getting really like into her and stuff, and my mom sat her down. It's like I don't think that's a good woman for you because I think my mom sat smelled, her down, sat me down, sat you down and down. said, I, "That's not that's not a that's not a woman. Um, you know, that's not gonna, she's not going to be good for you or whatever." I, and and I just like I kind of snapped out of it. Um, and then later on, I realized that my mom knew I was going to you know that you're gonna gonna do the things. Um, oh. and they were they were lo watching out for me so I don't get in trouble in a way. I wish there was a way. For this to be, You're gonna just it's drop just, the it's laptop. Just drop the it's laptop. gonna fall this down. It's not gonna work. This is just not ideal. Turn it towards you so that oh, they can actually, see you know for a little bit. Oh, actually, you know what I can bit. do? What can you do? I can actually. Make you can this expand that. Uh, Wait, how do you do that? Now it's just me looking. Let's can see. No, um, command. No. Not to be able to... There's a whole conversation here. Okay. And I'm trying to read it. What is kink? What if kink shaming is your kink? Helena says. That's what my mom always used to say. He always says that. Blend mode, transition, shadow, sharpness. Oh, there's no way to. Oh, there's no, no way to do it. Then maybe just show the board. 
corner. They don't need to see our faces. Well, yeah, but we're talking. Oh, well. This is a total disaster of a live stream. <laughs> it's, it's a total e disaster. It's an experiment. It's an absolute disaster. You're... I know that there's a way to <laughs> to make it Just lean angle, in. distance. <laughs> what lean is this? In. Angle. Well, distance. Yeah, so your yeah. mom sat you down and had that talk with you. Well, she. Well, I mean, we kind of had the talk. Oh, there it is. Square. I want rectangle. Ah, uh, rectangle. Wide. And then... Oh, there we go. There we That's are. That's nice. There we are. Then we're just going to make it a little bit smaller. So... And there we go. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. It's nice. So then... So then... Uh oh I'm going to go this first. It's going to be cattywampus. Um, That's okay. But then, you know, I... I don't know. Uh, so there was just a morality around sexuality. And there was a consequence. And it was tied to... This is something that is done in love between people. Mm -hmm. um, and that was just kind of what it was about. And also, before I even knew what it was, my seemed like my dad was pretty... Um, like, I wasn't allowed to go to dances for a long time. And he, he really had issues with dances and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I always could tease him. I would always tease him about it because he'd get so uptight about me and going and dancing. And, like, what was so wrong with dancing? What am I going to do? Like, I'm going to... You know, this is before I even, like, got erections, you know? And then when I did, like, you know, 7th and 8th grade, I go to the dance, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do about an erection now, you know? Like, oh, what gosh. am I going to do about this? And, you know, like, how do you control that and stuff like that? Mm. And, um, so I guess that that's definitely sex, right? That's really well, sex. But, like, the act of sex was something sexuality that we weren't anyway. supposed to yeah. necessarily... Um, you know, you just had to be, you know, careful about it. It was meaningful, it was valuable. Um, you know, and I think we had those pledges about... Um, chastity pledges you so know, they wouldn't have been year. prude shaming no that. it was it like was they were slut like, shaming it was okay yeah it was it was very much about the sh the shaming of the the other well i think that one of the ways that prude shaming comes up commonly is is people and it's usually women who have an objection to pornography and it's like well you're just you just don't you know there's something wrong with you you're not secure enough to handle that and it's just fantasy anyway. You can't so handle you, the prude. You can't handle the porn. Like you, you are mm. something's wrong with you that you object to your partner using pornography, and that's a really common way that mm. people will. Or if you don't want to engage in certain acts, or, or even with uh, sex workers, having an objection to sex workers is yes, swerfs as, they're called. What's that? Swerf, uh, sex worker radical exclusionary radical feminist is turf. Will you explain that? Swerf, you know what a turf is, yeah. right? A trans exclusionary radical so feminist. A swerf is a, a swerf is a sex worker exclusive radical. It's a, a it's feminist a, who doesn't believe in sex work. It's so called uh, sex negative feminism. Uh, we were out on a with, pier with James, yeah, with James. and he, James was talking about um, where he was talking about the sex negative feminist split and mm -hmm. sex positive and sex negative mm -hmm. feminists and stuff. It's your turn. But they because they they believe that sex work is definitionally um it's it's abuse it's it, woman has no right um to sell her body for sex is that is it that rigid is that the belief is it well it's it's abuse it seems like if you follow megan murphy she's pretty pretty swerfy i really appreciate her take on this and i i don't know that i think it's abuse but i think it's um uh, how do I even define what I think about that? How do you define what how you think? How do I define? I think, uh, I don't, I don't think that it's something that should be treated just like any other kind of work. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Who who tells the woman what to do, though? Hmm. Who who are you to tell a woman not to sell her body for sex? That's a good question. Who are you to say that sex is inherently valuable? I mean... Can't anybody say that for themselves? And well, yeah. So then, how do you regulate women who take men off of the market by selling their bodies to men? And then I, there was something awesome that you said about um, like the real fem cells are the women who are uh, in marriages and they don't have any sex anymore because their husbands use porn, and so they they're basically involuntary involuntary, involuntary celibates. Celibate. Because of pornography has taken away their access. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm actually reading this book right now, or I'm listening to it on audiobook, and it's about pornography, and it is called Your Brain on Porn by Gary Wilson. And I am in Chapter 4 right now, and it's fantastic. I really recommend it. And it, it talks about the research on porn and on porn addiction and what it does to, to men who use it. And it's actually... Um, pretty astonishing. What terrible thing does porn do to men? Well, it can it wrecks them sexually. It causes, across the board. No, no. But a a certain percentage of men become porn addicted and really have trouble with sexual function, with with being able to engage with a partner, um, with physical function ED. in their bodies. Ed and uh, de delayed ejaculation. Oh, yeah. How, well, don't don't women want a little bit of a delay? No, I mean we're talking like they, there's there's vignettes and anecdotes from men in the book. We're talking like an hour or more of needing a ton of stimulation, yeah, and still not being able to. So, it causes all kinds of problems, and I I think that it changes the way that we are that that users are wired for um, sexual. Uh, arousal. So it, he talks about the difference between online streaming video porn versus uh, magazine porn or even old video porn. Why did I do that? Wow. That was dumb. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're done. So you first. Know. Okay. Me, 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 me. Let's see. These yeah, are definitely me. Is that me? Yeah. This is... That's you. See? It's one of yours. Yeah, I know, but... So you definitely got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you got that. Okay. This one's me. Mine. This, this, this. I think you got mine. it. Is that mine? 
Uh, yeah. yeah, it is. And that one is. Yeah. And then I, I don't know. Everything else is either too close or it's definitely yours. Um, well, this is definitely mine. Mine, 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 mine. I wonder if I won. No, I didn't. I, uh, I over-invested. I over-invested in... You won. You I did? Yeah. How? Uh, I, I only don't got... I think so. Three of... I got three of... Five. So I got one Thanks. of... I got six of one of them. I have but a whole, you definitely I have all got of the ones. Four. No, I don't. Yeah, you did. Look at that. I'm missing something. How? Oh, because you haven't. Oh, there's these. purples. You pick that one up. That's you. Is that me? Yep. Okay. And then I think that's you. Oh, I just barely got it then. Yeah. You win this game almost every time. I don't think about it. Well, it's really impressive because uh, I think. I win almost you get, every other you get, game. You get really frustrated. When I don't win? That you're not the best at this. <laughs> you're, you're only subpar. You're just mid. You're mid at Nakuna. Yeah, you it love drives that. you up the wall. You love that. Up the wall here. So let's uh, right. let's wrap well, up the stream. And that. we'll uh, we'll just switch over to... Ooh, wait, where to are regular. you? regular. Wait, where are you? Let's see. What uh, are people saying? Wait, oh, we're way up in the chat. I want to pull back down. Ah, you're <laughs> not you're not helping me. Oh shoot! Oh, you're gonna drive people crazy. I just want to change camera. Why aren't? Did you, you have you told anybody camera? about your gaming channel? Oh yeah. Um, Do you want to? I don't know. If people are interested, I'm I'm working my way through Arkham Horror LCG, um, the card game. Uh, I really got into it. It's really great. And I have a channel called Voice of Gaming. With um, no subscribers With yet. zero subscribers and zero viewers. And it's just this nice little thing. I've only done two. And it's really boring. I just sit there and I, t I tell the story and I walk through the whole game. But I, it's a really great game. So I don't know if people are into watching streaming gaming. Um, it's a way to play a game solo. Mm -hmm. um, I, this, this, this game is so rich in storytelling that it really works as like a storytelling thing. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just kind of there like tooling around and, and making mistakes and like going through the rule book and... And going through the different uh, scenarios that they have. Well, there might be people the out there who know that game or yeah. like similar games that would enjoy yeah. watching. Yeah, or if they're it. curious about it. Or if they want to play with me. If anybody has a Arkham Horror LCG Ooh. collection and they want to do a scenario with me, we can stream it. That would be, be great. Fun. If yeah. they could just do their cards uh, at, 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 at their, their place. And yeah. then I can I can walk us through the scenario. I have a, I have a setup. So That's yeah. cool. What about you? What's coming up with you? Oh, gosh. It's more of the same. Yeah. God. Um... Solid Ground live stream tomorrow. Yeah. We have Jamie Reed coming on with us. Awesome. Jamie yeah. Reed is fire. Yeah, she's great. Um, and then I have that Josh Slocum conversation. Oh, yeah. You guys, are, you guys are really big friends. I really like him. You're friends. I really like him a lot. I really enjoy talking with him. Yeah. So I'm going to put that up this week. Cause I, that was just Friday. And yeah. um, talking to Christine Seifen this week, I think. <laughs> she's a regular. Yeah, she's awesome. I really enjoy her as well. Um, I need to get into another topic. I was thinking about going back into the race issue. Really? Yeah, because DEI is like like it's it's blowing up right now. You so should I'm have thinking... Chanel fall on again. Oh, really? You like her a lot? She's cool. She would talk to you about the race thing. But she's Canadian. They don't have races up there. They have mega race issues. No, in it's Canada. all pretend. They have the land acknowledgement thing and all that. The indigenous. Yeah. Okay. They really fine. get into that. I'm sorry. Canada's racialized. It's so important. Yeah. But it's not Boeing. 
um, pushing like major amounts of DEI and like United Airlines and all these. Are they airlines. doing that right yeah, now? Yeah, they're really going hard into I, like. I read something. I don't know if it's true, but I read this thing on the airlines were trying to hire more. This might be total. No, no, garbage. this is a yeah. No, but Elon they were trying to hire, it. Yeah. Uh, hire more mentally disabled people because that's the true. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe not. Like, they do want I, more I blind people in the FAA. Be, this must be a troll. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't possibly have know. like mentally disabled air traffic controllers, could we? Uh, why not? I mean, oh my gosh. why not? Yeah. Mm. IQ is a social construct. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to get I need to get another topic because I'm I I mean I I really appreciate all the work that I've done with gender and I have a lot more gender conversations, but I just feel like. Are you? I, the ma- the market is saturated, and I think I, I feel bad. I just don't think that my audience. I mean, they keep on tuning in though, so I do have no, people like you need really to let go important. of the gender thing. But lo- like, I keep on getting consistently, regularly high views on the on the topic. I think it's important, I and it's, it's important. There's and I think still I, people yeah. working through it. There's a lot of people working just through it. Just because you've just, been in it for a long time, there's new people yeah, coming to it. I just all the need time. I just need a new topic. I just need a new topic, Leslie. It's 2024, man. It's gaming. 2024. Gaming, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what makes a good game streamer. Maybe I can be a socialist. Maybe that's my new thing. I'll be a socialist <laughs> card gamer. Well, your, your argument against liberalism was interesting. So. Well, I, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a. So I think liberalism. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. No. Um, but I really appreciate the audience. Thank you guys very much. We had a great year last year. I met this woman. Um, like we can just like five minute recap. I met you Dude. in April. We I proposed well, we to you in, in November. May. Well, okay, yeah. We just started actually in seeing each other in person yeah. in April. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with you, and um, now we're married, and um, that's just a in, totally. Yeah. I'm in just in a totally different place in my life, and I'm still feel like I don't know what happens next. Like, yeah. What happens? What happens next? next? What happens next? Yeah. Um, so that's an open question. Appreciate anybody's uh, requests for uh, interviewees. Write them in the comments and stuff. Check out Leslie's channel. It's the Radical Center. Um, nothing else to say. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, links will be down there in the description. Thanks to Ninja Kitty for always being present and helping us out with the moderation so far as that goes. You guys have a really, really good week. Um, and stay tuned. I like the three thumbs downs. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They're like, no games. No, no games. Patriarchy. No, no, it was patriarchy. Yeah. It was patriarchy. Wave. Wave at the ladies. <laughs>